Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Father. Lord, we honor you. Our hearts are full of gratitude and praise. Ah, <laughs> how can we tell it all, Lord? How can we tell it all, Lord? Our hearts are full of gratitude. We are so thankful. We are so thankful. We want you to know, Father. We are so thankful. We will never have sufficient words ever. To appreciate you for all that you have done. Mm, 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 mm. Mm, mm. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Our shield, our rock, a strong tower, our defender. Thank you. Thank you. Whew. Our glory, the lifter up lift her up out of our heads. Thank you. Thank you. Whew. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we bless you, Lord. We bless you. God, as we look in your word, grant us grace. We know we desire to spend so much more time just thanking you today. But you've also given us an assignment to minister your word. So as we go on and look into your word, breath of God, Holy Spirit, continue to blow over us. Continue to breathe upon us. Mm, mm, mm. The amazing things you have ordered help us get an insight into them. Open the eyes of our understanding. Grant us great grace. The Bible says that when Saul the king left the presence of the prophet, he became another man. The Bible says that you gave him another spirit. Give us another spirit. Turn us into another man, another woman. 
elevate us like only you can. Catch us up to glory. Realms where we have never been. Help us continue to be a full expression of your glory on this earth. Father, we thank you. We trust in our supernatural God. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Go ahead and bless the Lord, somebody. Bless the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for being here with us in this service. And thank you for those who are joining us online. Hallelujah. I'm so tempted to just make this a service of thanksgiving. But uh, we have to minister the word. There are a number of things I do have to share. So we're going to get into the word of God today. Amen. I hope you're excited. Amen. I hope you're experiencing the Lord. I hope the presence of God is your shield, your armor. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's take our 2023 confession and then we will get into the word of God today. (laughs) Glory to God. All right. Two, three, go. 2023 is my year of new horizons and the full blessing. I declare that I will experience and enjoy the full blessing of the Lord. There is new wine in my cluster and there is a blessing in it. I am on the rise to my highest destiny and no matter what the elements say, there is a lifting up for me. I am not expecting to participate in a recession, depression, regression, or any other downward turns. I lift my eyes up to the hills from whence cometh my help. I am the blessed, the healed, the favored, and the strengthened of the Lord. I am called according to his purpose and all things work together for my good. I am declared righteous and I am vindicated. A new day has dawned for me. The struggle is over forever and the Lord is adding to me another one. Again and again and again and again. Coyote is a lion's whelp, and I am leaping from where I am today to the new horizons of my future. The Tadeshi household is satisfied with favor and full of the blessing of the Lord. We are possessing our inheritance from the west to the south and from the east to the north. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 2023 is my year of remembrance, double honor, and the open door. 
I am remembered and I am helped. I honor God and he honors me. Grace, grace, grace. His divine ability within me to overcome adversity has positioned me to maximize opportunity. Mountains move. Valleys rise. I am on my way to glory land and the Ruach of God will see to it that I get there. God has my back. The promise is in view and the covenant will deliver. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? But thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contends with you and I will save you and your children. God has my back. The promise is in view and the covenant will deliver. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I serve the Lord my God with joyfulness of heart in gratitude for the abundance of all his blessings. Therefore, I will never serve my enemy. The Lord will be good to me and he will show me kindness and mercy. I declare by faith that this new season is a fruitful season. And it is a season of full satisfaction, joy, and happiness. 2023 is my year of new horizons and the full blessing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. If that word is working in your life, shout a living hallelujah. Come on, do it one more time. Shout a living hallelujah. Amen. Please go ahead and be seated. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo-hoo. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah. Ah, it's a different class. Amen. Amen. Glory. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm, 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 mm. Well, you know, usually around this time every year, if you are um, familiar with the ministry here at Abundant Life, usually about this time every year, we slowly begin to transition from the current year into um, the following year, the season in which we are into the following season. And uh, a lot of times, usually I found out that about this time, usually the Lord begins to give an insight into... um, where he's taking us next. And um, I found out that uh, usually God's corporate word to us is corporate to a large extent, but it's also individual to the extent that 
people will find themselves and locate themselves in the midst of the promises of the word of God. And then take those promises and begin to walk with them. I'm so very proud of so many of you. And I speak not just to those that are here today, but um, everyone just within the realms of um, our vision, our ministry, everyone connected with us some way or the other, loosely, strongly, um, fully in, partially in. I'm just so excited about the um, so many of the good reports, so many of the good reports. And um, as a shepherd, you, I couldn't be happier, honestly. I'm so delighted. I'm so thankful. I'm so very thankful. There is nothing, Pastor Tino said during the uh, offering, she said, you know, um, your shepherd isn't sent to attend your baby showers. <laughs> His real assignment, yeah, he can attend if he has the time, it's okay. He attend uh, weddings, attend graduations. Like today, we're attending a graduation for... Uh, one of our precious ones, Doris, later on this afternoon. I'm so proud of her. Um, graduation from nursing school. So proud of her. Um, but so proud and so blessed by so many reports and so many things um, that God is doing in the lives of a lot of his people. And, uh, you know, it's amazing when, um, as God's mouthpiece and God's priest, his word is evident in our lives, personally, my life, personally, our family, personally, that's awesome. That's really awesome. Because I found out usually that's the platform, that's the blueprint on which these manifestations actually are expressed. You know, if that word is not working in the life of the prophet, if it's not working in the life of the priest, if that word is not producing fruit in the life of the minister, it calls into question the validity of that word. But when it is producing in the lives of the minister, then it becomes easier. It still doesn't make it automatic, but it becomes easier. It becomes easier. You know, Paul, Paul did t- tell Timothy when one of the uh, scriptures was said, give yourself completely to this word. Give yourself completely to this assignment. He said, because in doing so, watch this, he said, your profiting will appear to all. There is a reason God wants that profiting to appear. Because when you see it, And when you see the production of that word in the lives of some of God's servants, then that spurs faith. That stares faith. You know, God is not a respecter of person. If if God can fulfill his word in that brother's life, that sister's life, that person, then God can fulfill his word in my life. Amen. At the end of the day, the word of God is to be demonstrated. The Bible says... He says the gospel is not just in words, but in demonstration of the power and the spirit of God. Amen. It's the word, the gospel is in demonstrations. 
some, there has to be evidence. There has to be evidence. That's why we become witnesses. When we become witnesses, what are we witnessing to? We are witnessing to the validity and the efficacy of the gospel. You can't preach to someone to give their life to Christ when you haven't given your life to Christ. But when you have given your life to Christ and Christ is doing a work in your life, then you become a witness. And the reason you become a witness is because you can tell people, look at what the Lord has done in my life. That's evidence. That evidence spurs faith. That evidence spurs faith. I remember this. Um, um, oh, forget this. Let's keep going. I, I'm not going into stories. I have too much to do here. It's, it's the evidence of the scriptures and the evidence of the gospel that provides the necessary inspiration and, and staring for people that we witness to. When you say to someone, look at what God has done in my life, and they know it, they see it, it's not just words, then that gets them thinking. It gets them thinking. Recently, a Buddhist, a young man, a young Caucasian man, was sitting next to me um, at an event recently in the Northeast. And uh, as he heard my story, he's a very young man. His grandmother, they live in the island somewhere. His grandmother is a Buddhist. She's the one who introduced the whole family to Buddhism. And um, administered a little bit in that event and... You know, she wanted to ask me some questions. But, and you know, she was very nice. We talked back and forth. But what was, what really caught my attention was the, her grandson was a teenager. And he's so full of life, so bubbly. He's also following his grandmother and practicing Buddhism. But he was so curious. He was so curious about the gospel. He wanted to know. He says, nobody's ever told him. He just wants to know. So I said, okay. While the wedding reception was going on, and there was a lot of dancing and food and music, we were, we were chatting. And when we got done, he says he wants to know more. But they had to leave. So I gave him my card and uh, mentioned one of our little books, and I said, that book will really help you in getting a good foundation for your faith. I mean, you can witness anywhere. You can witness to, to you know, uh, whether it's wedding, baby shower, whether it's anything. See, you can witness. You can be a witness anywhere. Amen. But I said all of that just to say he was curious. The reason he was curious was because he heard directly from me my story. And he saw evidence of what I was ministering. As a young man, he wanted it. He wanted what I had. And he said, how can I get it? And then I told him how you can get it. This is how you can get it. Your life is a testimony. To watch my time here, I have to have too much to say to you. Your life, the hands of God upon your life, is the testimony. It's an open door that draws people. So I started to say, I am very proud. I'm very blessed. I'm using that word very carefully, proud. <laughs> it's not proud in a bad negative way, but like I'm very thankful. I'm blessed 
to hear all these stories, to see all these testimonies. And, and we're coming out of 2023. What a glorious year. I personally don't want it to end. One, I still have things I need to finish. <laughs> and it doesn't look like I have enough time to get it all done. But number two, um, the reign of God is just so amazing. It's just so much. It's like, I know there's some higher. I know it because I've seen that too. I know there's something higher, but it's like, Lord, can we just soak a little bit more in this before we move beyond beyond this season? Hallelujah. Does anybody here feel that way sometimes? Anyone, you feel that way sometimes? Can we just, Lord, can we just soak some more in this so that we don't rush past this? So there are a few bullet points that I've created and a few things that I've, I just... As we wrap up slowly, we begin to wrap up this 2023 and, you know, everybody begins to think we're getting into the holiday seasons and Thanksgiving is coming, Christmas is coming and then the reality of 2024 begins to hit all of us and then we start getting ready for the new year again. Um, there's just a few things that I, I want to put out to you. Of course, here in Abundant Life, um, next week, uh, Sunday, we celebrate our 21st um, anniversary, glory be to God. And of course, from there on, you know, you, amen, we start again moving on to, you know, new things. And, you know, of course, we keep talking about faith until the new year and all of that. But, but it's really remarkable, um, the things that the Lord has done. So I just want to say I'm very, very blessed, very proud of you all. And many of you have taken the word of God and you are working with it. You know, that's one of the things that blesses me the most is that people can take, with simple childlike faith, they can take the word and they can walk with it. And they can begin to walk with it. Hallelujah. And, and I want to remind you, these promises in the word of God, there's no expiration date to them. Even when we go past 2023, amen, God still has promises for you from this year, from, from New Horizon, this prophetic declaration, God still has promises for you. The fact that we have left 2023 when uh, now in 2024 does not mean New Horizon is no longer a possibility for you. Or it's no longer a reality for you. Amen. This word, there's no expiration date, right? Remember what Joshua said in Joshua 21. So every, every word. Uh, verse 43, Joshua 21, the Lord gave unto Israel all the land which he swore to give unto their fathers, and they possessed it and dwelt therein, and the Lord gave them rest, roundabout, sorry, I unconsciously lowered my mic, and the Lord gave them rest, roundabout, according to all that he swore unto their fathers, and there stood not a man, not a man, of all their enemies before them, the Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand, there failed not any, not any of the good thing which the Lord has spoken unto the house of Israel. All came to pass. I love it. All came to pass. All came to pass. All, all came to pass. This repeats that in Joshua 23. Joshua 23 and, uh, and, uh, uh, verse, verse 14. He says, he says this, and behold, this day, this Joshua still speaking, I'm going the way of all the earth, and we, and know, you know in all your hearts, in all your souls, that not one thing has failed. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Jesus is Lord. Not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke 
concerning you. All have come to pass. All have come to pass. Not one thing has failed thereof. See, the pressure is on you. The pressure is not on God. The pressure is on you. Because God has a perfect track record. Not one thing has failed. Not one thing has failed. You can't, you can't lift up your voice and say about God, God has failed. He has not, he has not done what he promised. He has, no, you can't. The pressure is not on God. The pressure is on you. Joshua said, not one thing has failed. Numbers. He said, God is not a man. Right? That he should lie. He's not the son of a man. That he should repent. Hallelujah. So, I, I, as I'm proud, as I'm blessed, as I'm excited, you know, hearing all the stories. I mean, I, this week, I had one story that totally blew my mind in this country. Totally blew my mind. I mean, I just, I am so thankful. So thankful. Uh, the first thing I wanted to say to you, God's promise has no expiration date. So, keep working it. Don't give up on any promises God has given you. Keep holding on. Keep walking with it. Keep believing. Somebody say, I believe it. I believe it. Amen. Keep believing it. Yeah. Keep believing it. These promises have no expiration date. The second thing I want to say to you is don't settle. Hear me, church. I say this to you with all my heart. All the faith I can muster. Don't settle. For some of you, it's been such an amazing year. A lot of good things. Praise God. Testimonies. Awesome. Awesome. But that's not God's best yet. (laughs) God has more than that. And when it takes you such a major stretch... To get to a place, sometimes you just want to rest for a bit. You just want to catch your breath. Like, ah, ah. you know when you climb a tall mountain, a high mountain, and yeah, even stairs for some people. But I mean, stairs shouldn't really make you that way. But I mean, high mountain, let's use high mountain, that's better. Use you high can go on a high mountain. And you get to the pinnacle, you get to the top of that, and you were looking at that thing from the bottom. You didn't know how you were get to get, and finally you, ah, you got to the, you're just like, ah, you just want, ah, I want to catch my breath. You want to settle a little bit. But with all the faith that I can muster out of my spirit as a prophetic vessel of God, I want to say to you, don't settle. God has so much more. There's so much more than what you've experienced. There's so much more. Don't settle. It's very easy to settle. We get comfortable with a little bit. God said to Abraham, I want you to go, said to his father, Terah, I want you to go all the way to, to Canaan. He got to Haran and said to God, I want to go all the way to Canaan, Canaan land. God always had this covenant in mind. He was looking for someone to send. He said to Terah, go all the way to Canaan. He got to Haran, maybe, you know, distractions, different, you know, and maybe it even took so much for them to get to that, to that um, um, Haran. And, you know, finally he just settled there. And the Bible says he died there. Don't die in Haran. Don't settle. 
keep on stretching. I say this with all the graces that I can muster within my spirit. Don't settle. Keep on stretching. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. In Isaiah 54, look at this. From verse 2. For many years we've been reading these scriptures. For many years. And I'm telling you folks. Um, I read it again recently. It was brand new again. I mean, many years ago when the Lord was speaking these words to us prophetically, it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then we arrived at some of the things that he said and wanted to settle there. And you just want to catch your breath a little bit. And I heard it recently and it was like a brand new word. Look at it. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch forth the curtains of your habitation. Spare not. That's don't hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will break forth on the right and on the left. Oh, I love that. You will break forth on the right and on the left. My friends, my brothers, my sisters, the reality of breaking forth on the right and on the left is very different from just imagining it. The reality of it is big. It will stretch you to the max. It will stretch you to the max. Break forth. That word break forth, that means to spread. 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 Tell your neighbor, say, God says spread. Are you done spreading yet? God is not done spreading yet. <laughs> and I know for, for many of us, the year could have been a difficult year and different things could have happened. And, you know, but you know what? Like I said, make the word of God and your covenant with God the center of everything you are believing as you go into the future. Hallelujah. Break forth. This is the word of the Lord to you, folks. Everyone under the sound of my voice today, anyone who's listening to this, today or afterwards, God is not done. There's so much more. You may think, oh, I think I'm done. done." No, God has so much more. For you break forth on the right hand and on the left, and your seed will inherit the Gentiles, and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Remember, God has posterity in mind. God had posterity. Some of the things God will ask you to do, some of the things God will mandate you to do, some of the things God will direct you to do, have little or nothing to do with today. Have a lot to do with posterity. Have a lot to do with your future, the future of your children, the future of your children's children, the future of of generations after you, spiritual generations, biological generations. You can't afford to limit God in your life by just your littleness in your mind. Like, what's that for? What's the use? You can't afford to do that. God has posterity in mind. God is thinking 30 years ahead. He's thinking 60 years. He's thinking 100 years. When God sent Joseph... Joseph didn't want to be sent anywhere. He didn't want to go to the pit. He didn't want to go to a foreign land. He was happy to have his father's coat of many colors. He was very content to have it. 
But God sent him on a journey for posterity's sake. It wasn't just for today, it was for posterity. And finally, several years later, when his father's household and all his brothers arrived and met him in Egypt, he said, don't be mad with yourself because you thought you did me wrong, but God actually sent me for posterity's sake. That means while those people were thinking of today, God was thinking of 30 years, 40 years. God knew a day is coming when there's going to be a major famine in the land. He wanted to be some, he wanted one of his covenant children to own real estate and to have a mouthpiece, to have a word of authority in the greatest civilization on the earth. In those days, Canaan was not the greatest civilization, Egypt was. God wanted somebody in the White House. God wants somebody, wanted somebody around the table who has power to decide the generation, to decide the faith of many generations coming. It wasn't about today. It wasn't just about today. Just getting by today, paying our bills today. That's not what it was. Joseph said, God sent me for posterity. What is posterity? Your future. There is a reason God wants you to own. There is a reason God wants you to possess. There is a reason God wants you to be in authority. There is a reason God wants you to be in a place where you can declare things. Where you can make things happen. It's posterity. There is a reason God wants to make you uncomfortable. So you don't get too comfortable where you are. You constantly keep in mind that there is more. There is more. There is more. Don't just be happy and be satisfied with the extra little income. Be thankful. Be very thankful. Be very grateful for the income. Be grateful. Now you have whatever, some things you've been believing. Be thankful. Be thankful. Be very thankful. But don't settle. There is more. I say this to you on the authority of the word of God. When you stretch, it will make you uncomfortable. Faith takes everything you have. Faith will challenge everything you have. It will challenge you to to your core. It will challenge you to your core. But when you arrive where the Lord is taking you in your future, on your glory journey, you'll be thankful that you made that stretch. The Lord is saying to you, you spread forth, fear not. I love that verse 4. Fear not. This is the thing that holds many people back. Fear not, for you will not be ashamed. Don't worry, you will not be ashamed. One of my favorite scriptures today was many years, for many years, but has taken a totally new uh, dimension, a totally new um, um, level a totally new ramification. Lord, help me with my English here. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 50, verse 7. For the Lord God shall help me. Therefore, I will not be confounded. Therefore, have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. For the Lord God will help me. 
is taking up a new dimension. He said, this is what holds many people back. Fear not. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. This is what, this is what keeps people prisoners to their security, their natural material security. Is the fear of the unknown. To step out into nothing. When you currently have something, seems stupid. Seems foolish. To step out of a boat that is secure in order to walk on the water like Jesus seems foolish. You see, out of 12, only one was willing to do it. (laughs) You see that? Only one out of 12. What is that percentage? One out of 12. is definitely less than 10%. Because there is a fear that holds you as a prisoner to what is familiar and what is known. There is a fear that encourages encourages you to be content with what is familiar. There is a fear, a fear of shame, a fear of the unknown, a fear of, of whatever could happen. Keeps people from dreaming. Keeps people from believing. As a prophet of God, I'm telling you today, you've got to overcome that fear with the help of the Holy Spirit. You've got to get out and move forward. Be willing to dare. Be willing to dare. If what you are doing isn't taking everything from you, you are not in faith. People want to walk by faith. And many people, it's easy to sing about faith. It's easy to preach about faith. It's easy to talk about the doing of faith. is a totally different ball game. It will stretch you every which way. I certainly hope and I pray. Uh, some of you might be familiar with this already. Because I don't know if they posted these images on social media. I don't know. This is the first time I was seeing it. Um, during the week, uh, uh, Pastor Stella, um, pa- Pastor Ashish forwarded these um, photos to me through Pastor Stella. I certainly hope that the things that they're doing, and I, I trust God, um, that they are doing in faith by the covenant. Because I know that, I know when he came in June for New Horizon, I know faith filled his heart, passion, hunger, vision filled his heart to do some, to do things that he had never done. I know that. I know. If you could not have gone through that weekend, you could not have gone. If you went through that weekend and you did not come out another man, another woman, yeah, you, you need to get born again. Cause some, born again, again, yes. Because something happens in the presence of God. Something just happens that breaks, breaks. And I certainly hope, you know, that's, I know we are not giving them any funds, extra funds for this. I know that. We're not, the only thing we continue to give them, the usual missionary allocation that we give to them every month or every two months. Cover all the things that we have already agreed. So anything that's extra, anything that's new, I'm sure must be taking everything from them. I'm sure it must be. And, and just like we are walking the walk of faith and investing everything, giving every, everything, every waking moment, everything we have. It's been given. Everything. I pray that's what's happening with them. I pray it's by faith. I pray it's on the covenant, on the grounds of the covenant. I pray it's based on God's instruction. 
Because if that's what it is, it's going to be a stretch for a little bit. There will be some turbulence. But after a while, my friends, they will walk in realms where people around them have never envisioned, ever, ever seen. They will march forward and heaven will be happy. Heaven will be happy with them. Hallelujah. God will celebrate them. God will say, you deserve more. You deserve, I give you more grace. I give you more resources. I give you more increase. Hallelujah. That is certainly the way it is. God is just waiting. Uh, uh, Pastor Emmanuel, please put some of those images up for me. If you have them, I hope you have them. Uh, you know, they sent me some of these images, you know, after they le- after he left here in, um, I don't know if this is on, if they posted this, some of this on, cause you know, I don't, I don't see much on social media. So if they have already, then you've probably already seen some of these images. But if, if, if he didn't, then all of this is probably new to you as well. This did not exist. This, this did not exist at the time we had New Horizon. He left New Horizon full of vision. And I know, and part of the message he sent me to see, there's no, but nobody's really giving them anything for it. Is what he said. So they are giving everything. They are giving everything. Sometimes people want to say they want to walk by faith, but they want to walk by faith when it's comfort, it's in a way that is comfortable. They want to walk in some security. My friends, there's no security in faith. The all, no natural security in faith. The only security that exists in faith is the assurance of the word of God. You must have that assurance. Once you have the assurance of the word of God, my friends, there are no limits on your life. There are no limits on your life. Hmm? I can tell you we're not giving them anything extra for this. So however, they are doing it. God bless them. Right? I do know I prophesied over when I saw those images. I was so blessed by just the concept. just the, And I know he's taking everything. And I know God will raise up people to invest in it. Even we will invest in it over time. Right? <laughs> but, but there'll be a stretch. There'll be a stretch for a minute. If you, are not, if you are not strong in the word of God, sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night. Fear may grip your heart. I know that I've heard that, right? Fear sometimes can grip your heart. You can wonder like, hmm. but this is our calling. Yes. Bible says, woe to them that are at ease in Zion. You can't just be trying to get a life just to be comfortable. If it's a life just to be comfortable, we, none of us here will be doing, certainly us in our family, we won't be doing anything. Okay? We just sit down. It's just to have, just, I just want security so I can just, if that's it, then we, I tell you, we don't have to do anything. <laughs> but God says, Stretch! Stretch. This did not exist in June. Hmm? Stretch. Tell your neighbor, say stretch. Okay, thank you. You can take. I just wanted to. I just wanted to allude to it. You know, there's another service where the spirit moves me to show it again. I'll show it again, but 
You know, today I just wanted to use those images. I, because when I, when I got it, it was very much in line with what I had planned to do. So I thought, oh, this is awesome. This is good. Let's use this. And uh, I apologize. I sent the message late last night, um, Pastor Emmanuel, because, you know, it dawned on me late that, yeah, this would be a good image to, to use for part of my message today. Let me read these words to you. I want to encourage you to continue to push forward on your journey with God and not settle. Wherever you are today in your spiritual walk, don't settle. God has a higher and better place for you. So keep on pushing forward. Wherever you are in your marriage and family, your career and vocation, don't settle. Keep believing that God has so much more for you and keep stretching, spreading out, thinking big, using plenty of rope. Keep moving until you arrive at the next level that has been revealed to you. Of course, of course, if you keep walking with God, it won't be long before he comes back to challenge you again, to stretch beyond that same level where you just arrived. So he can take you to yet another level. And he will keep stretching you until you finally fulfill everything assigned to you in your lifetime and then pass the baton on to others behind you that will arrive to carry on your work and legacy. Oh, this is so true. It won't be long. When you get to that new horizon... We're going to the new horizon, we're going to the new horizon. Now, for you to get to that new horizon, there'll be some turbulence. There'll be some, there'll be, that your plane. <laughs> if you've been on a plane, you're going from this low altitude to a higher altitude. Sometimes there's turbulence. But after that turbulence, that plane will start stabilize. And then you start flying on that new altitude. But sometimes to get up to that higher altitude, there will be some turbulence. I'll talk, I'll have just a few minutes. You all, you all still have like a couple of minutes you can spare me here because next week is anniversary, a lot of singing. I'll preach too, I'll preach because I have a word. <laughs> so don't quote me. Say, he said he preached, he preached long last week so he won't preach this unknown. I didn't say that. I did not say that. I have a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. Now I will preach it. A word from heaven. And I will preach it. Glory to God. Glory to God. When you are going up on that new altitude... There will be some turbulence. People are afraid of that turbulence. There are people who tell me, I, can't, I, don't, I don't like flying, I'm afraid of flying. Some of the reasons they're afraid of flying is that turbulence. The unknown. There is a man sitting in the pilot, uh, whatever that pit. And he, he thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I was looking for the word. Thank you. And the man has full control. He and his co-pilot. Two people have control. And there is all this unknowns. Weather, uncertainty, anything. I mean, then you have all these passengers and you don't know who they are. Oh, people can be so afraid. People can be so afraid. Because you don't have a control over it. And people can go, ah, what would happen? What would happen? What would happen? I'm telling you now, on the authority of the word of the Lord, God is saying to you, spread out. Stretch, stick your neck out. But you have to be willing to give it everything. If you are not willing to give it everything, don't even start. Because faith will take everything you have. 
All God is looking for is one person, just one that is willing. If one person can say, I will, I'm ready to give it everything. That's it. Let's go. God says, let's go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There will be some turbulence. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 2, 9, I has not seen, he has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. So if you are going into the unknown, there will be some turbulence. It will not be neat and pretty. The only guarantee there is, is the covenant. The covenant is your guarantee and that's all you need. And as long as you hold on to that covenant, and as long as you keep doing exactly what the Lord told you, you will get through the turbulence. And you will arrive at your new altitude. And God will give you some time to enjoy that new altitude. And then he'll say, come on, there's a higher place. I remember recently, just a few weeks ago, probably a couple of months, I don't know, one month, a few weeks, I don't know, whenever that was. (laughs) He said to me, son, something that I heard, I'll say maybe like 10 years ago. Back then, the, the Lord was saying to me, there's a realm out there. You see, there's a realm out there. And I used to go, ah, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Lord Jesus. How are we going to get to that realm, Lord? How <laughs> are we ever going to get to that realm? And I, I see just little glimpses of it. I mean, see little glimpses of it. It's part of that realm out there. A building somewhere in some part of the world, not even the building, because the building is not the thing. It's, it's a concept of a platform for the gospel in a world that was unknown years ago. It's a realm out there. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. It's a realm out there. You haven't seen it. About 10 years ago, the Lord used to say to me, I think I preached a few messages. I was very happy and I left it alone. <laughs> but, you know, as we kept walking and as we kept walking, I started to see the reality of what the Lord was saying. In just a few weeks ago, the Lord said, Son, are you very excited? I said, Yes, Lord, I'm so excited. He said, there's a realm out there. I said, Lord. I said, Lord. I said, Lord, this realm here is good. I said, I felt like Peter and James and John. The kids are done. Hallelujah. I guess we got to close. Children, find a way and sit down quietly. Don't, 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 don't worry. We're going to close very soon. Let's just, I'm going to finish talking to your parents, okay? Find somewhere, quietly sit down. And, uh, you know, uh, what was it? Peter, James, and John, right? They saw this. You remember that uh, thing Jesus had on the mountain? And uh, they saw Moses, and they saw Elijah. And, and, then, and then Peter, you know, Peter usually is the one who talks. He won't think very quick. He just talk. The thing will just come out of his mouth. And uh, uh, he said, Lord, 
It's good for us to be here. Let's be here. Let's build three. <laughs> he didn't even think about himself. He said, let's build three tabernacles. For, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Let's just camp out here. This, you see, that's a rhyme. I mean, Moses, uh, sorry, Peter, for the life of him, never could have imagined in his entire life that he could have ever caught a glimpse of the man Moses that he'd read about, he grew up hearing about the man Elijah. He never could have imagined it, ever. It was a realm out there. So when he got a glimpse of it, he said, Lord, it's good for us to be. This is very good. Forget about those nine people down. down. <laughs> Lord, we are fine here. Let's, all of us, let's just stay right here. <laughs> let's stay here, Lord. This is good. And sometimes as the Lord walks with you, sometimes as the Lord walks with you, you get to places where you feel that sometimes almost. You almost feel like he's so good. Oh, wow, he's so good here. I never could have imagined for the life of me that I would ever experience this. Sometimes I want to pinch myself. I want to wake myself up like I'm in a dream. Like I never imagined I would see God do stuff like this. I never could have imagined it. I never could have imagined it. And then, when he said a few weeks ago, son, there's a realm out there. I thought, wow, okay. How are we going to get there? We're going to stretch. We're going to give it everything again. Oh, we're going to give it everything again. We're going to take this gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth. Everywhere the Lord directs us. It will start as seeds. They will just be seeds. Seeds are not glorified. But they carry within them glory. That's the future of your family, the future of your life, your destiny, your ministry, your calling, anyone that's listening to me today. They are in seed form. When you stretch, you are willing and you, are, you dare to believe God. And you dare not just to believe, but to stick your neck out. And you are willing to give it everything. You are willing to give it everything. You see dreams that you never thought would be fulfilled in your lifetime. You see them coming into fruition. You, you've just got to believe it. God has no time limit. He's not limited. People say, I'm too old for this. I'm too this. I'm too uneducated. I'm too... That's you thinking that. Where God wants to do, where he wants to take you, what he wants to do in your life, your highest education will not be able to do it. If people look at you and they say, wow, this is, that's, that's what the God class is. It's just evidence. There's no human, there's no way a human can do this. But my friends, my sisters, my brothers, as I close, you have to be willing to believe it. And you have to be willing to stretch and give it everything. You have to be willing to keep 
the dreams that God gives you, keep them alive. Keep believing. You are not too old. How old is that uh, sister that we installed over uh, a, a new congregation last week? I don't know. I don't know her age, but I know she's not 30. And I know right now she has responsibility of taking care of a disabled husband. It's taken almost all of her life. And we just installed her last week over a congregation of older people in Euclid. And my goodness, you should have seen vision fighting in that place last week. I mean, possibilities exist. This week they will be back to their reality. The reality of who who shows up and who's not and what they have to confront, the things they have to pay for. But in the moment, in the presence of God, there was so much glory in that service. So much glory. So much faith. So much faith. And that's how it is in all of our lives. But you have to be willing. You have to be willing to believe, to stretch. You have to, you can't, Look at the lepers. Let's close out here. The leper said, why sit we here? Can you find me that scripture in 2 Kings to put it up? Why sit we here until we die? You can't just be comfortable doing the same thing. Listen, I told you this at the very beginning of this year. It was in the series of messages I ministered somewhere. I, I know I did. I don't have the exact date, or any, but I know I did. You can't just be comfortable. You cannot just be comfortable with life as it is. You've got to be willing to, to stretch. And listen what God said. Stretch and spread out to the left and to the right. What did he say? Did he say? He didn't say stretch and spread out. But you started from the left. Shut the left. But spread and stretch out to the right. No, he didn't say that. He says, stretch to the left and to the right. I tell you right now, the authority of the word of God is very easy. It is, it is, the, it is so much easier to just, even if you are going to stretch, just stretch in one direction only. Just, 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 okay, just give everything you have in one direction. That's it. It's good. Anyway, it turns out, praise God. But he didn't say that. Stretch and spread to the left and to the right. Spread every. Ladies say, sit down and be happy. The leper said, Why sit we here? People are afraid. They say, You know what that takes? You know what that. Well, let me tell you, there are human beings doing it and they don't have two heads. That image I showed you in India, those people don't have the kind of resources you have, they don't have access to it. Sometimes comfort. Is the greatest enemy. Sometimes comfort. The bill is being paid. Light. We have light is on. Insurance is okay. You know. Oh, let's just keep going like this. Sometimes that's the greatest enemy that people have. Sometimes because there's no desperation. Right? There's no desperation. People don't have an urge. They don't have... I know, I don't know how they are doing it, the Lord. God help them. God bless. I was speaking over them since, and I know at some point, I know at some point, I don't know when, the Lord is going to make a way. We're going to, 
We're going to put some investments in because I can't see that and just walk away from it. I don't know when, but at some point I know we're going to make some investments in that. Because it's just, it's just wanting to take people out of sitting out in the open and using cloth to create boundaries for people to sit down and wanting to give them a permanent place. That's it. And he says, okay, I'm ready to give it everything I have. One day God will meet me. And that's exactly what it is. That's, that's exactly how it works. That's the story of this ministry. I'm telling you right now. I'm giving you inside story. Inside. This is, how, this is the story of abundant life. I will give it everything. And one day God will meet me. That's it. And did God meet us? I say, is God meeting us? Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. So, my friends, as I close, stretch. Stretch. God has greater. Can you stand to your feet? God has greater. God has greater. And when you begin to walk on the water, don't use your calculator. When you begin to walk on the water, don't do scientific research and find out if it is really meaningful to walk on water from human beings' perspective. Those who have done all this research, how do they do it? Don't do that. Do a lot of your homework before you get started. Make sure you are in the covenant. Make sure you are in faith. Make sure you heard the word of the Lord. And make sure there is a sacrificial lamb. Somebody that will say, here I am, Lord, send me. Whatever it takes, I am willing to give. I'll be there today. And I'll be there tomorrow. And I'll be there as long as Jesus keeps me. Do you know? Let me, let me give you an insight here. Do you know as long as there are people anywhere in the world that God has assigned us to go and to do the work of the vision and the work of the gospel, do you know as long as there are people in the world that believe and are serving there, do you know God will always be there with them? God will never not be there with them. That's all it takes. It takes a willingness to say, Lord, here I am, send me, I'll go. I'll go and be willing to give it everything that it requires. And be willing to show up every day. Hallelujah. Be willing to be there. Be willing to give it what you are required to give it. Be willing to give your life. Be willing to give your all. Be willing to sow your seed. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Man could not have been redeemed without a sacrificial lamb. That's all God is looking for. Lord, here I am. Send me. Lift up your hands to heaven. I got to close this service. If not, I'll drag it out. Let's pray a little bit here in the name of Jesus. Let's pray based on what the Lord has ordained and designed for your life. What the Lord has designed and ordained for your future. Let's pray. Come on. I want you to look deep down inside, not out at the storms, not the boisterous sea, not the contrary winds. That's on the outside of you. Don't pay that any attention. That's subject to change. I want you to focus very strongly on what is inside. What the Lord said to you, 
the assurances God gave you. Go back several years. Go back. Go back several years. I want you to, I want you to take that dream. I want you to take that dream that exists within you. I want you to nurture it in the spirit. You will not get there by sleeping. You will not get there by sitting on your oars and doing nothing. There will be a stretch, I'm telling you now. And that stretch will take everything you have. I'm telling you right now. That stretch will put you on a tree. And empty out everything you've got. But I guarantee you. When that seed goes into the ground. And dies. It will rise back up. With new glory. It will rise back up. With new glory. Your vision for your family. If you have children. Your vision for your future. Will not happen. Without a major stretch. Sacrifices must be made. Somebody must be willing to be a seed. To fall on the ground and die. Somebody must be willing to say take everything I have for it. The dreams. That you had years ago. Calling you and beckoning to you. And sometimes feel like a nightmare. Because of how distant they seem today. They are out there. They are still out there. They are there. In a realm. That is available to you. But there's going to be a stretch. You've got to believe God is with you. You've got to believe God can help you get it done. You've got to believe no matter what the stretch is that there will be grace available to you. You've got to believe when all there is is a seed. You've got to believe in the covenant that promises seed, time, and harvest. Nurture. Nurture. And stretch. <laughs> you, 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 just, you just can't be happy, satisfied. My bills are paid and this and that. And, and thank God. Thank God they haven't evicted us. Thank God I have a car I drive. Thank God I have an appetite. You can't be satisfied with that. Because if you are satisfied with that, it means you are not in the God class. Because while God is thinking posterity, you are thinking just this moment. What's he going to take? When it's time and your work is done on this earth. What's it going to take for you to leave a generation of believers like you? But who are not just believers like you, but who have means, who have resources and means to move the covenant forward. That's what God always thinks about. To move the covenant forward. 
so it doesn't die with you. What's it going to take? What's it going to take? Stretch. Stretch. Covenant. Faith. A living vision, a living dream. A willingness to give everything, everything. Every waking moment, everything. A willingness to be a seed. Insignificant seed that goes into the ground and dies. But with an assurance in your heart that your days of glory and your days of harvest will come. Father, I thank you so much for speaking your word to your people today. This is not a word from the mind of a man. This is utterances ushered in from heaven declaring the counsel of God regarding his people. Father, as I've spoken your word, touch your people. They've heard this word. Let them become another man, another woman, people of covenant, people of great glory, people of great dreams and visions, people of great faith, who are like the four lepers and say, why sit we here and die? Let them be people that recognize and understand that faith pleases God. Let them be people that are willing not to look back, not to sit still, but to move forward with the mandate that God has given. And in the moments when we feel like Peter on the water and we feel threatened and vulnerable and we don't know our way out Lord help us help them remember your word because it was you who said come and the Bible says heaven and earth may pass away but not a jot of your word will go unfulfilled. Read them of every fear. The fear of failure. The fear of shame. The fear of disappointment. Read them of every fear. Read them of every fear. Lose upon them great grace. Great grace. Great grace. To go from this new horizon and to mount up with wings like the eagle to the, to the, to the reality of the God class. <laughs>
to the reality of the godless. To enable them walk where even angels walk with trepidation. Enable them sit right beside you, far above all principalities and powers in authority and dominion. Engaging and disengaging, lodging and dislodging. Father, we thank you. I give you praise today. I call them blessed. I call them blessed. Everyone under the sound of my voice, I call them blessed. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Would you help me bless the name of the Lord? Hallelujah. Help me praise Him. Come on, help me praise Him. Come on, children, let me hear your voices. Help me praise the Lord. Come on, parents, help me praise the Lord. Come on, young people, help me praise the Lord. Come on, older people, help me praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.